Imagine never worrying about empty slots in your calendar again. As a therapist in private practice, I know how hard it is to get more clients in the door and to do it consistently. Unconditional media helps you help more people by leveraging the power of Google AdWords to promote your business. Head on over to www.unconditional.media to get started. That's www.unconditional.media. All right, we've got a great show for you today. Let's dive in. Dr. Kate Campbell from the Private Practice Startup. We've had all sorts of tech issues already today, <laughs> which is either a bad omen or it's good to get them out of the way because that means the rest of our day will be um, tech, you know, w- without tech hassles. It's going to be completely yes. smooth. Smooth sailing for the rest of the day. Fingers and toes crossed. I was having like a total fallout of all internet and technology yesterday with like a coaching session. And then I was in a mastermind group and I'm like the irony of running online businesses and having poor internet connection just overwhelmed me. I don't know if you've had days like that or even just moments, but that was my moment yesterday. I was like the one tool that I need, which is, you know, a computer and internet that works is failing me. Yeah. It's kind of, I mean, it's like the most important thing ever and it, and yet it seems so basic. And when you don't have it, it's like the world is ending. Yes. But as entrepreneurs, there's always, you know, twists and turns and unexpected things and we just got to roll with it and, you know, troubleshoot on our feet. Definitely been in, in that position many, many, many times where there's tech issues happening or, you know, you're on Facebook live and, you know, you're trying to attend to 10 million things all at once and something's going on. You're trying to troubleshoot. It's just crazy. Yeah. You have but to it's all good. It. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you definitely do. And as entrepreneurs, we can't be perfect, you know, and people mm-hmm. relate to the imperfections and it's kind of humorous, you know, when they see us deal with um, real life challenges just like they do and they see how we are able to kind of work through it as we go. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, it can be quite entertaining. It You kind of have to go through those moments and every everything that can break will break, you know, but uh <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like you can either get really overwhelmed and flustered or just be like, well, my internet's not working today. So, so what are we going to do now? Yeah. We're just going to hang out until something starts working again. Well, um, I'm excited to have you on. And also like we've been trying to make this happen for a little while now and reflection of how busy we are, I guess, but, um, I'm just glad we could make it happen. Um, yeah, me too. Tell, tell our audience a little bit about like who you are and where you're coming from. I think, you know, some people listening definitely know, and they know you, they know Katie, but, um, for those who don't, what should people know about you? Yeah. Awesome. Well, first off, thank you so much for inviting me on the show. I know we talked about this, gosh, probably eight, eight months ago, something like that. And then, you know, life happens and, um, we're both busy and, you know, when you own multiple businesses, life can be, you know, kind of hectic sometimes. And, um, 
I know I was, I, I'm a fan of your show and a fan of you and what, what you do. And so I remember I was listening to your show a couple months ago and I was like, Oh man, this is so cool. John's like slowing down and no pressure, no specific like structure or topic. And he's just getting real with his listeners. And it's, uh, I know I emailed you after one of your ep- episodes and I was like, John, we got to make this happen. This is, you know, what you're <laughs> yeah. doing with the podcast is so awesome. So thank you for having me on and I'm happy to be here. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. It's, it's been a journey, you know, and I think, um, I imagine that you and Katie have gone through this, but like there's a process of trying a lot of different things, let's just say on a, in life and in business, but on a, on this podcast in particular and seeing what works, right? Because I think what I've learned is that um, you can't please every single person, right? It's like some people want three and a half minute episodes. Some people like the 35 to 40 minutes. Um, and ultimately you also have to enjoy what you're doing, right? So um, yeah. how have you all kind of calibrated and recalibrated your show? Because I know that you've been through it as well. And I think you all yeah. have found your groove. Yeah, we, we definitely have. That's okay. So now I got to go back to your first question. <laughs> so oh, hold yeah. that thought. <laughs> yes, because that's a really good question. That's just um, how loose I am. I'm just like... Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's all good. And I could roll with it and go with that, go with that question. But I guess it makes the most sense to share yeah. how did you get who here? I am and kind of introduce myself a little bit. Yeah, so I'm Dr. Kate Campbell. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. I, have, um, I live, work and play down in South Florida. So it is hot, hot, hot down here. And in the summertime, I'm actually, uh, I'm actually from North Carolina in your neck of the woods. Who knows? Maybe my Southern accent will come out while we talk. I love it. <laughs> we'll see. So um, I've been in private practice for about 12 years. I actually have a group practice called Bayview Therapy, and we have a multidisciplinary group of um, therapists who specialize in different areas and offer different price points for their services. So we're really able to help a variety of people down here in South Florida. Um And that's something that I knew was always in my path. I was really inspired to have a group practice. And over the years, I would naturally attract people who were wanting to know, how did you become successful? How did you learn the business side of things, the marketing, the branding, the sales, to be able to create a a successful practice? Because so many people try and do that, and they just didn't really know. And that kind of inspired this whole other um, passion within me for the private practice coaching. And I was kind of naturally attracting people. And as I would bring on practitioners to the group, I, um, you know, I would love sharing what I had learned and helping them build their practices and helping them grow. And, um, so that really ignited this whole new passion within me. And then simultaneously, Katie, uh, Katie Lemieux, she's my business partner. She had had a successful private practice out in Coral Springs, which is like on the West side of town down here. And, um, her and I were working together as president and vice president for the chat, uh, the Broward association for marriage and family therapy. And we had the chapter had really, um, died. It was like six feet under and we resurrected the whole chapter over a three year period and created this really thriving business. And we loved working together. So that was how, um, we had known each other through professional capacities but we didn't realize that we had this really great ability to work together. And so that was how the private practice startup was born because we both were really loving, um, being able to help mental health professionals to learn the whole business side of things and really understand how to brand themselves and market the dream practice. So 
when we first started the private practice startup, we were really broad, right? So it's so funny because as an entrepreneur, as you're learning, there's so many different types of businesses. So my group private practice is a brick and mortar business. So it, building that and learning the ins and outs of all of that, it's been it's been a you know a long journey and it's been a lot of fun. And um, as we dove into the whole world of online entrepreneurship, you know, um, with the private practice startup, that's been a whole other animal. It's a whole nother world. And I'm sure you can totally relate to that as well in your own journey. So, um, it's been, it's been a wild ride and, um, we started a podcast about two, it's been, yeah, we just passed our two year anniversary actually. So we're, we're just hitting on a hundred episodes, which is exciting. And when we first started in private practice, I was really, I, I can remember when I had first had my son, which was a little over three years ago. And, I would walk him around the neighborhood and I was, I had taken some maternity leave and, um, I would listen to entrepreneur on fire and a several other podcasts as I'm walking him around and like, you know, so hard to completely disconnect from business cause I'm so passionate about it and love it. So I can remember as I'm walking around the neighborhood and listening to the podcast and, um, and I was like, Katie, we got to do a podcast. Like I feel so compelled to do this. And I was so inspired by John Lee Dumas and you know, what he created that we, um, we used some of his framework and on, um, and the structure of our podcast. So when we first started with our podcast, it was very structured and everybody came on with a topic. I know you experienced that, um, as, as you were a guest on the podcast and, and over time it's evolved so much and now we don't have as much of a structure and it's more of the free flow dialogue and conversation. And, it allows more of our personalities to come out and it allows, you know, the conversation to go to such rich areas that you, you can't really plan this stuff, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I guess that's, that's one of the ways that our business has evolved. So I guess I kind of answered a little bit of both of your questions there. That's great. No, and, and we, we have to adjust because of the industry that we're in. Right. So, yeah. but I think what's important is that you, you tried, um, maybe this highly structured um, kind of like fast paced approach to podcasting. And again, that works for some people. And I'm sure there's a section of your audience who, who love that, like get in, get out, you know, get on with my day. Um, but then, you know, there's something missing um, from people's stories, really getting to know them, really get really getting to stretch your legs a bit in the episode. Um, so, and also because we're, we are relational, we're highly relational mm -hmm. people, you know, that's, mm -hmm. um, it's it's hard to walk that that line between you know just delivering like really high value content um, and also being relational, also letting things be kind of open ended like <laughs> um, in, in that regard. So it's a process. Yeah, it is for sure. And you know, as we've kind of as we've found our groove, I guess you could say, and and really. Um, shifted into this new space over the past six months, you know, our podcast numbers have really skyrocketed and um, we've, we're securing sponsors and everything is just really, it, it shows that it, that it, that it does make a difference and that our audience is really enjoying that. And what do you attribute that to? I think it's just as, as we've um, allowed ourselves to be more authentic and just allow our personalities to shine. And it's not so like, professional and structured and, and that allows us to have more fun. You know, it's like more room for creativity and just connecting with people on a personal level and, and people really enjoy listening to that and, and we have fun doing it. So I think that that really makes a big impact. You, you all are very much yourselves, which is great. And I think there's also this process, right. Of like starting out 
it's a little harder to truly be ourselves. Yeah. And then over time, it's like, you know, this is who we are. <laughs> like, we like yeah. to have fun. We like to, I don't know, just just be yourselves and whatever that means. But um, I see a lot of folks going through that and kind of finding their voice in podcasting in particular. And I think it's, it's, it's really neat to see people um, go through that. Yeah, it is. You know, and it's... Um it, it's been a big part of my own growth because I'm, I'm a little bit more of an, um, like an introvert an mm-hmm. introvert, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more of an introvert. And, um, so to be like on video and in front of big audiences and to be in the public eye is a little bit more nerve wracking for me. It's not something that comes natural. Um, so when I was first starting out doing podcasting, it, it felt like safer, I guess you could say, because it's not live and, um, I wasn't super comfortable just, you know, getting out there and just kind of being myself. I had to like build my confidence with it over time. And now, I mean, after doing so many episodes, you know, you realize that you can just let your personality shine and you don't have to be perfect and you can make mistakes and it makes you, people connect with that, you know, and it's a relief, isn't it? It's, and there's it a, is a there's relief. a clear parallel, um, to becoming a therapist, right. In that process of, you know, getting yeah. out of graduate school and feeling like you've got to sit a certain way and be kind of, <laughs> you know, like not a certain way and shake your head a certain way. And then over time, um, it just becomes really natural. And that's such a great feeling as well. Yeah. Anytime we step into a new territory and, um, that, you know, we're learning new skills and stepping out of our comfort zone, I know I think it, we can go back to kind of like some of our, our ways of being and coping. And, um, so it's, it's, it's amazing to see how things have kind of transpired when you, when I look back over the past three years and all of the growth, um, just personally, you know, as, as we're in this world of business, there's so much growth that we do personally and business is like a mirror. It's like a direct representation of what's going on with us. So mm-hmm. it's been really cool to just see all of that happen and kind of get into this zone where we're really, we're really grooving. And, and with the private practice startup to the, to begin with, we had cast a really broad net and, um, we're kind of focusing on like, you know, the whole from startup to mastery and private practice. And then we realized, you know, let's really focus on what therapists need most. And let's focus on the areas that we're the most ignited by and passionate about, which is branding and marketing. And so we've really honed down and like focused on our own ideal clients and niche. And since we've done that, we've also, you know, just found so much more traction and we feel like we're, you know, much more aligned with who we are and what our passions are and what our audience needs. needs. So it's all kind of coming together in that way. Mm-hmm. Well, which is what cool. would you say to therapists who are trying to figure out what their thing is? Mm-hmm. What their thing, what their thing is. Yeah. So, I mean, when you think about the the sessions that you see and the clients that you see and like when you are in the session with them and you just feel yourself like, you know, this passion is being ignited and you're getting excited and you leave the session and you're like, oh, damn, that was a good session. You just feel like so, you know, so inspired and fulfilled and excited about that. Um, just get curious about it, you know, get kind curious about into your, your personal reactions, your yeah. feelings really about what, what inspires you, what sparks that mm-hmm. joy. Mm-hmm. And then even within your own life, you know, are there particular struggles that you've gone through or particular, you know, your own pain that you've recovered from or worked through? And, you know, sometimes our thing is inspired by that, or maybe someone close to us who has gone through something, difficult and you know that's created it's ignited a passion within us so 
it's really being in that reflective place and in tune with yourself and what makes you become most alive and then follow that, you know, because that's when you do your best work. That's when your clients get the best experience of you. And, you know, when you experience the best version of yourself in the work that you do. So it's like this reciprocal feedback loop of energy that is super powerful. I think a lot of us get into this, um, because we're following that spark, right? And then the, the, tendencies that a lot of us get bogged down by the business part. We get bogged down by fear. Um, how do you, how do you help therapists work through that and reconnect with, um, that spark? Yeah. I mean, a big part of this is knowing your strengths, like knowing Mm -hmm. what your strengths are and the areas that you shine in and being able to let go and let people help you with the stuff that's not your strengths. If tech is not your strength, you know, outsource it. If, you know, whatever you, if you're going to do every aspect of the business, you're going to be limited. You're not going to be able to grow and you're not going to be able to scale your business because there's only 24 hours in a day. I know we wish there was like 72 hours in a day. Wouldn't that be freaking awesome? But (laughs) I mean, it's, there's not, so we have a limit. And as service providers, as therapists, we are exchanging our, you know, it's dollars for hours and Mm -hmm. there's only so many hours in a day. So if certain things are not your passion and they're not your strength, delegate them, you know, to somebody else who is skilled in that area, who can help you and take that off your plate. So you can really focus on the areas that you shine best in, that you enjoy the most, because otherwise it's going to lead you to, it's going to lead you to this place where your business is ruling your life and you can drown in business. You can get burnt out. You can completely dull your passion and forget like, why the heck did I get in this field in the first place? So that piece is, is really, really important. Why do you, why do you think therapists have a hard time uh, letting go of, of certain tasks? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's just hard to let go of control and, you know, it's hard to let go of, the way that you want to have it done. And as therapists, we are our brand, right? So Mm -hmm. we can fall into this trap of believing that nobody else is going to be able to represent my brand in the way that I want to represent my brand. Nobody's going to be able to create the same, you know, message or voice to be able to get, you know, your, your marketing messages out there. And, um, so that's a big, that's a big trap for people to fall into because, you know, yes, it is important to have your voice and to convey that, um, into the world and to have a clear message, but you got to have a support team. It takes a village. It really does to be successful in business. So to be able that ability to make that decision over and over again of, okay, I have a new task in my business or new challenge. Um, do I do it myself? Do I get help with it? (laughs) What's that task worth to me? Uh, both in terms of what would I pay for it? What would I pay to, to not have to worry about it? Um, and what would the, you know, what would the psychological benefit be of, of not having it on my plate? What could I do with that mental space of not thinking about my bookkeeping or my SEO or what, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. right? And I think therapists can stay stuck for quite a while if if they lack the ability to make those hard decisions and just and move yeah. forward with them, right? Sometimes it's mm-hmm. like... Um, like for instance, I went I went too long without outsourcing my bookkeeping. And that was one thing. I'm like <laughs> certainly you can I can do it. Should yeah. I be doing it? Maybe to a certain extent, or maybe up until the point where I know how to hire for it, what it's worth to me, what I what I'm willing to pay for it, how many hours it actually takes someone, mm-hmm. um, and then I can let it go. 
right? Yeah. But um, it's it's a continual process of of holding on and letting go. It really is. Yeah, definitely. And and it's not always easy to let go. You know, um, websites is is one of those things for me. Yeah, like I. I think I've built probably eight websites at this point. And every time I build a website, I'm like, this is the last time I'm building a website. And because <laughs> you get a little bit into it and you're oh, like, okay, man. I could do this. Or I could at least set up the pages. And then like, you yeah, know, 12 like, hours later, you're like, well, I might as well do the SEO while I'm in here. Might as well do I know, the, right? <laughs> might yeah. As well design and, my I logo, mean, it's, whatever. I'm pretty tech savvy and, and I, I can navigate my way around WordPress and actually just change from WordPress to Wix. And, um, I'm like, Oh, this is drag and drop. This is like so easy breezy. And to get the design concepts out of my head and share them with somebody else. I mean, there's amazing resources for people who can build, um, websites. And I always tell therapists, like outsource your website, have somebody else do it because I know what goes into that. But do I practice what I preach all the time? No, I'm do human. As I say, and not as I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So websites, that's like my, that's my thing. I, I love how it all comes together, but the time that it takes to do that, honestly, it's not worth it for me to do it because there's so many other facets to both businesses that could be using, you know, that energy as opposed to me building it. And that's why I have well, you guys for doing my AdWords now. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect example. Yeah. Yes. That, you know, our our AdWords program at Unconditional Media was really created based on um, therapists wasting a lot of time trying to learn AdWords and they could spend six months trying to learn it and then be running AdWords and they end up competing with people like our team who are professionals and who do this all day, every day, who went to college for this stuff. And it's yeah. like, you know, they just studied it for four years and now they're doing it around the clock and you, you can learn it. Like you, and I tell people that all the time, it's like you, you just like building a website, you can learn it. Um, but also yeah. is it the best use of your time? Um, mm-hmm. I think we like to feel good at what we're doing. Right. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully you feel good doing as as a therapist. Hopefully I'm saying people listening, like um, hopefully you you're, you're in private practice because you know, you're a good therapist and you enjoy that task. There's a sense of mastery that we get when we do that task, even though our work is hard, not all clients get better, et cetera. But that is the thing that you are trained to do. Um, Now, if you like doing other things in your business, like bookkeeping, if if you like that task, then, uh, you know, I'm not going to try to talk people out of it entirely. Um, mm-hmm. But if it's just one of those things where like, I'm trying to save, you know, on a hundred bucks a month or whatever, by doing it myself yeah. and wearing myself, it's not down, worth it. it overwhelms me every time I open QuickBooks, then, then we have to talk about why you're doing this. Yes. You know? My finances are outsourced, my bookkeeping, all that taxes, that's like the happiest thing for me to get off my plate because I'm not, huh? yeah, I'm not someone who's passionate about numbers. I mean, I love to see the numbers coming in. <laughs> yeah. And you like to make um, decisions based on those numbers when you have yeah, them for sure. you know, presented to you or you can look at a PL and and make decisions from there. That's, that's what you should be doing as a business owner. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it's, it's really being able to look at your ROI, your return on investment with yeah. the time and energy that you're putting into things. And is it really worth it? You know? Yeah. yeah. A lot, so how a lot you, of things can be outsourced for the cost of one more session per month. It, you know, it's always so funny for me when I'm like on the flip side of a podcast because I'm like, I want to go into the natural, like, yeah, <laughs> ask you questions. I'm like, wait a minute, this is not my show. Kelly Higdon <laughs> does that to show. me. I like try so, to really get her going and talking and then, you know, like 20 minutes later, I'm like going deep into my childhood issues and I'm like, hold on a second, like, wait a second, <laughs> this is my show, damn it. 
I know. I totally had to like catch myself there. I'm like, wait a minute, sit back. Let's that's, let's yeah. go with it. Let's that's see where John takes part it next. Of us too, like that we we respond with the question and we want the other people 100%. to go deeper. But I do think that's what makes. Um, the transition into podcasting a little bit easier, right? Of like, yeah. we, we know and how to interview people. We know how to ask questions. We know how to lead people into, um, a conversation. We know how to sit back and listen. And, and I, and I listened to a lot of other podcasts where, uh, like for instance, I listen to a lot of comedians, uh, like mm-hmm. some of my favorite comedians, Theo Vaughn, Chris D'Elia, Chris D'Elia doesn't do guests, but Theo Vaughn does. And he's just now taking on guests and he has no clue how to, how to work with them <laughs> and how to draw something out of them. You know, but, maybe you should uh, be his coach. I'd like to. <laughs> and he had a psychologist on recently and I was like, dude, that could have been me. Yeah. Could have been you. Yeah. Could be you. Could Reach be. out to Still him. Could be. Yeah. What do you feel cool. like um, the biggest lessons have been for you along the way of of let's let's say online entrepreneurship. Let's get a little more specific. Okay, I was gonna say, woof, that's a big question. That's a big question. Um, so online entrepreneurship. Oh, I'd have to say the first thing that comes to mind that's a huge lesson is that you can't just sell stuff. To people like that's just that it just does not work. Like that's not how, that's not how it works. You have to really transition your audiences from a cold audience who has no clue who you are to warm them up over time by nurturing the relationship and continuing to provide them value and helping to build that no like trust factor. And that only happens over time, you know, and it's got to come from a place of like genuine, care and like really wanting to help people and really wanting to show them how, how you can help them and provide that value without asking for anything in return. And as you build that, and it takes a long time to build a genuine relationship with people and really have that no like trust factor before you can start positioning products or services to be able to help them. That is like, first and foremost, one of the most important things I think that we've, we've learned because we, you know, when we first started out, we have like this, we have this amazing product that we know therapists need so much. Right. And, um, with our attorney approved private practice paperwork, that's been like, meets all the legal and ethical standards and paperwork is like super time consuming and, you know, reading through all the laws and rules is a total snooze fest. And then attorneys are expensive, right? So Mm -hmm. this product that we knew therapists needed and would be a great resource for them. But when we first launched the business, we were new to the online world, you know, and we didn't have that no like trust factor where people really, um, trusted us and felt confident in what we're offering. And as we've built that over, over time, I mean, that that's key, you know, it's also a matter of just trying to be helpful, positioning yourselves as what are the problems that people are having? What are the questions that therapists mm-hmm. have, I mean, how can I help answer them? Right. Yep, that totally. question alone can help drive 80% of your content, which that content then can become your course yes. or your book or whatever it's going to be. But I think, yeah, people get really stumped and same thing for therapists trying to create content for, um, for consumers, right. For therapy consumers. It's like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to write. Why isn't mm-hmm. anyone buying my ebook? It's like, well, cause you just have a website and an ebook and that's it. And you expect yeah. people to come in and buy it. So the, yeah. the content is, the, is an amazing way to form and build relationships mm-hmm. with people. And I don't think people necessarily know that. I think a lot of therapists 
don't necessarily know why they're blogging or why they're, you know, doing social media, whatever they might be doing. And like, that's one of my personal missions on this podcast is just for therapists to know why they're doing what they're doing. Like if, yes. if, if they could learn nothing else, that would be it. It's so important. You know, uh, we call it throwing spaghetti against the wall. Cause yeah. otherwise you're just like throwing random spaghetti against the wall, like seeing what's going to stick. And you're just all over the place. You don't know, like you have to be so intentional and coming back to what you were saying earlier about asking the right questions, that's a huge piece of making sure that what you're providing is valuable for your audience. And that's why the podcast has been such a great way of being able to do that, of, of hearing the topics that our audience wants to hear and their biggest questions and their biggest pain points and struggles. And how can we offer them that, that free content to be able to, to help them? So yeah, that's, that's like, that was a huge learning lesson, a huge learning curve. Um, but now that we've, we've got it, things are just, you know, we've, again, we've gained so much traction and we're getting ready to launch our, our e-course, which is going to be so cool. exciting. Awesome. We've actually been working on these concepts for like a good two, two and a half years. Um, but testing the market, making sure that it's exactly what we call startup nation. That's our tribe startup yeah. nation. Super I wanted heroes. to talk about that too, actually, because yeah. you, I was, I was just about to say, you all have done a great <laughs> job of building community around your brand. And you have a way of kind of making people feel included. Like I'm part of this group. I'm, I'm, I'm part of startup nation, right? How did, how did you do that? And how did you get the idea to do that? Um, we, how do we get, I don't know. I don't remember where the idea came from or where it was inspired, but we, we really believe in creating culture and creating a movement. And, um, we originally had thought up, Oh, you know what? It just came to me. How funny. Um, as I was talking earlier about the inspiration for the podcast, that's where startup nation originated because John Lee Dumas, he refers to entrepreneurs on fire, his tribe yeah. as fire nation. Right. So I was like, Oh, that's so cool. We've got the private practice startup. Let's be startup nation where we inspire you from startup to mastery. So that was inspired by him. And I haven't thought about that in years. So that's interesting. You brought that question it's up huge. and yeah, and, and there's then, something deeply psychological about that, that people want to belong. They yeah. want to belong to a tribe just like yeah. indigenous people did, you know, and that's, we still have that, that drive in us that wants to band together, group together, feel a part of something bigger than ourselves. Right. And so this, this, yeah. is, this kind of taps into that. A hundred percent. And private practice can be really isolative, even when you're in a group practice and you see your colleagues, um, oftentimes you're in between session and, you know, it's like, Hey, it's like passing ships in the night kind of a thing, you know? So to be able to have a tribe and to know that you're not going through this alone and that there's so many people along this journey with you supporting you. Um, I mean, that's, that's priceless. So we came up with startup nation that way. And then through connection with cat love, um, they had, had, had inspired this idea within us that therapists are superheroes and we couldn't believe, you know, we couldn't be more in agreement with that mm -hmm. because therapists are superheroes. So we really were thinking about as we were expanding our movement and, our, and focusing on our culture and we've been working on these different things, we decided to call our tribe startup nation superheroes. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's cool. really where it came it's from. Cool how that transforms and, um, yeah, it just creates clarity around what you're doing and, it's an invitation for people to be a part of something. I think that's really cool. It's more than just like, yeah. you know, putting content out there, trying to sell e-courses. I think, I, and I think a lot of therapists who are thinking about um, merging, uh, emerging into this online space, um, sometimes they need help understanding 
the path, understanding like the strategy really in terms yep, of strategy. building a following, taking time with that, trying to, trying to think about what your unique value offering is going to be. Cause I think especially as, as our, as the private practice space becomes more populated, so to speak, and even as coaches and consultants and companies mm-hmm. serving therapists becomes more populated, you have to be that much more um, intentional about about how you're different and what you're going to offer and, and yeah. how you're going to do it genuinely, you know, cause For I sure. think even in the past year, our industry has changed so much in that regard. And there's, a, there's always new things and people and products entering mm-hmm. the scene. And so, the the good news is there's more options than ever. There's more out resources yes. for therapists than ever. The bad news is it's more to sift through, you know, and it's more um, it's more information for therapists to go. Okay, what out here is trustworthy? Who who mm-hmm. you know who should I trust? I think mm-hmm. that's a big a big question. Um, it is. So we but we don't take that trust lightly, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Now I'm now I'm rambling. Now I'm <laughs> becoming the guest. Um, <laughs> Well, I'm just glad to have had you on today. Um, I know. It's just, it's, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And it's it's a weird thing because like, it's almost like I see you around town all the time, so to speak. Online. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> but we don't it's always awesome. have time to slow down and chat. It's awesome to connect. Yeah, it, it really is. You know, one of the things I was just like, as I was getting ready earlier today, I just had this moment. I was like, man, I'm so, I, I just love our like, practice building community of other practice builder coaches. There's, it's so cool because it's not like any other industry. Well, there's a few that, you know, might not, might be more of like focused on competition and scarcity and stuff like that, but we all collaborate. We all support each other. We all, it's so cool. Like I, I feel like, you know, we're friends and, you know, Laura and Allison and mm-hmm. like, I could just go on and on and on so many, and we all just support each other and we're all connected and hang out. And I mean, even this past weekend where we were on a, um, work retreat, Katie and I, and Laura Long called us on Saturday morning. She was like, what's up guys. <laughs> and just like spontaneously called while she's hanging out with the kids at home and, you know, answering some questions that we had had. And it's just like, it, it just makes me so grateful to be in this space with people like yourself and we can just connect and chat. And I mean, we could talk for days about this stuff, you know, it's awesome. The internet is so vast and huge. um, And sometimes that can feel big and overwhelming, but you're right that the more, the more I work in this online space, the more I have these relationships, um, just like you're talking about. And so there, there's community everywhere to be found. It just, Mm -hmm. In technology and as the internet evolves, community looks a little bit different than it did for those indigenous people or for people who literally huddled around in tribes and went hunting together, you know, um, but it's, it's cool. And it's, I'm, I'm grateful to feel like a kind of a part of something, you know, Mm -hmm. what, what do you, what do you all have going on right now that you want to tell folks about and also how can they get in touch with you? Yeah. So, um, so with the private practice startup, we are, um, Again, we've been working on perfecting all of the the content and material to be able to bring something that's going to be meeting the needs of Startup Nation with branding and marketing and based on, you know, all of the feedback that we've gotten over the years and struggles and everything like that. So we're going to be launching an e-course and um, the e-course is is going to be called private practice marketing, a step-by-step system for clinicians to fill their practice with clients they love and live the life they've always dreamed of. Little yeah. rhyme there. So yeah, so we'll be offering a lot of different really cool aspects. It's going to be like a 12 week long, um, e-course coaching hybrid experience. So, um, that's something that we're super excited about and, uh, we can't wait to launch. So that, that's going to be 
um, I don't know when this podcast will be launched, but that'll be in the yeah, fall of 2018. In the next couple of weeks, but um, okay, cool. Yeah, good time to get people excited. So about that's it for later, though. Yeah, that's awesome. And then um, we also have our, um, I guess, a, a good way for people to get in touch with us mm-hmm. would be to visit our website, privatepracticestartup.com, and head over to the resources tab. There you'll see our A to Z cheat sheet, the essentials for getting started in private practice. So whether you're just getting started or you're already established in private practice, there's um, it's a PDF filled with all sorts of different um, resources. And we take you through a five-day email sequence where um, we continue to provide value. We've got videos and all sorts of resources and tips on, you know, how to work on aspects of branding and marketing within your practice. So that's a great way to kind of get a taste of what we do and um, to get some value that we offer you as well. So that'd be a great place to start. And I'm sure in the show notes, you can probably just include a link for that so they don't have to, you know, head on over to, you know, follow all the instructions. Wait, where was that again? (laughs) Yeah. 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 The key is clarity. Clarity is key. Clarity is key. That is right. Well, hey, thanks again for being on. And I want to have you on again another time. And um, maybe we'll do a structured hyper-focus episode that time for all I know. <laughs> and we'll split this test. This has been them. really fun. This has been, yeah, I mean, that would be interesting. We'll do some Wouldn't A-B it? testing to see what people respond to. I yeah, think we should do it. We I'm should. Let's now. do it. Let's totally do it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thanks again for being here. And um, I'll see you around town. Sounds good, John. Cheers. All see right. you later. See you around. Later. Hope you enjoyed the episode. As always, do me a big favor and rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening. All right. I hope you have a great week and I'll see you next time. Cheers.